Glad you're here with us on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less and don't let anyone ever rip you off. Speaking of ripoffs, oh my goodness, there was a Ponzi scheme that stole more than a third of a billion dollars from people in not that much time. Wait till you hear what they promised people and then what they really did with the money that they were promising to invest. Ugly. And then there's a lot of new news on the healthcare front coming your way later, plus good news specifically for people who are diabetics. I'll fill you in on both of those things. So I got some heads up for parents, grandparents, friends, family of very young children. First, Target is doing another deal like they did I guess they did this last year, too, with the car seat trade-in event. A lot of people have car seats that are not in the condition you want them to be. And so if you bring in the old seat, they give you a a voucher for 20% off a new car seat or a stroller or a bunch of different baby-oriented things. And you just go to what they call guest services that's that customer no service desk at the front of any retailer. You just go there, and this is good from April 22nd to May 4th at Target. Now, I have a very serious warning for you that has not gotten enough media play, and it's about the Fisher-Price Rock and Play. Very popular uh, gift. One of my staffers said, oh, no. That's my go-to to give people as a gift when they're expecting a baby. And this is shocking, but this one little device, 10 babies have died in this little device from Fisher-Price. And so there's now a warning that's been put out by the Consumer Product Safety Commission, and so infants roll over in it and die and 10 deaths in one baby holder is a gigantic number Uh, you know any death is tragic and sad for a family but to have an item like this uh, cause the death of 10 babies that are known of already is very shocking the infants were all 90 days old or older so I want you to know that this is a device that you do not want to use except in the very, very youngest phase of life in those first couple of months only. And so it's not being withdrawn from the market, but I would say this is not something that is really safe to have around young infants. Again, it's the Fisher-Price Rock and Play And so if you have a young baby, a young grandbaby, whatever it is, make sure that that device is not around a young child. Dave is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Dave. Hey, Clark. How are you doing? Great, thank you. You're going to go to see the Red Sox. Yes, sir. This has been on my bucket list for a while, and an opportunity presented itself, so I'm going to take my son and mark that off. So I've been to Fenway not for a game. Because I'm not much of a baseball fan, but I'm fascinated by Fenway Park. A lot and of history there. You're going to love the experience. And 
it it's one of those things where you round a corner and it's like right in the midst of uh, uh, Boston and and there's no real um, ceremonial thing about it. You know, you'll have stores and warehouses and stuff, housing right around, and then bam, there's the stadium. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. Well, how can I be of service? Well, what I'm trying to find out, Clark, I know I listen to your show, and I'm trying to see what I can do to find the best way to reduce cost to get there and stay. And I've looked at the uh, travel sites. I've kind of been following those for, uh, I guess, the last 45 days. And I'm not leaving for a little over two months still. But I've gone to the airlines directly, to the hotels directly. And, of course, I've gone to the bigger travel sites. And people have told me that historically it's probably best, like maybe two months out or so is when the best prices well, I don't know if that's true I'd or say not. I'd say that the pattern that's become more clear is that when you get really close to travel, the airfares go up and the hotel prices go down. I and so you. probably kind of the sweet spot for a domestic ticket is six weeks to eight weeks out. Okay. So you're getting into that time period. Do you have an alert set up on uh, Google? flights or kayak or um, any of the travel booking sites to alert you when there's a deal? I have one for uh, Google flights. I know that comes up and a couple of the um, travel sites send me, they know that I've been looking, so they will send me emails and stuff telling me that, you know, there's a better cost for a flight or your flight has gone up or down or whatever. And are you, do you live in a city that has Southwest? I do. I live in Tulsa. Okay, so uh, Southwest, it does not show on any of those databases, and it's important for you to check the fares on Southwest to okay. see if there's a deal they would have. They kind of follow their own drummer, and okay. the patterns that Southwest does with airfares don't necessarily match up with other airlines. Does it usually better, um, Clark, or does it just depend to go to like the hotel accommodations separate and the separate yeah make them do them completely travel. separate for a domestic trip don't okay. buy any kind of package okay cool and if you want to save serious money on that hotel mm-hmm. i am such a strong believer in priceline okay as a way to save money um i was just in tulsa for a habitat build and there was a big uh regional gymnastics event and a a big gun show going on and the hotels were really unusually heavily occupied and I was looking at pretty high prices and I found a hotel that had just been renovated and I did a a purchase on Priceline I paid for 57 a night that's awesome so you know I wherever I go I'm always looking for those deals and I've got a guide on Clark.com that walks you through how to shop for a hotel on Priceline. Okay. And again, what what you'll find is that very close to arrival is when you'll get a deal. So what I would recommend is go ahead and book a hotel that um, that you're booking a room that generally you can cancel a hotel room for two days or three days before you go. Okay. And so have a refundable booking for a hotel or one that you can just cancel up to a couple of days out. And then you know you have a place to stay. And then as you get closer, you may be able to find a great deal on Priceline. Okay. 
And I hope that the trip is a, a wonderful experience for you. So you're going to go in late May, early June? Towards uh, the uh, middle of June, yes, sir. Okay. It may still be a little chilly if you go, you're going to a day game or night game? It's a night game. Yeah, so you you may be surprised that you may need a windbreaker or a sweater. Okay. And people... I need to tell my son that then. He always has shorts on, so... <laughs> well, you know, people in Boston will laugh at that because, you know, to them, June is really warm. But if you're from Tulsa, June will not feel warm to you in Boston, likely. Ken is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Ken. Hey, Clark. Good to talk to you. I'm a big fan and uh, thought you might be the one to give me some advice on some car insurance with my daughter. She's um, she's 19. She's had one accident and recently got a ticket. And I'm wondering at what point oh, she's doing you all kinds of favors. Isn't yeah. she? Please tell yeah. me she wasn't hurt in the accident. No, she was fine. You know, it's interesting. You mentioned they total out the car, and, and they totaled it out, and it was not even a uh, a bad accident. So between that and this pending ticket, I'm wondering, is, uh, is it better to get her off my policy for any liability <laughs> issues, let alone the cost? Well, so I have a – and your daughter's how old? She's 19. Same age, same age as my son. daughter. And I have a 16-year-old son that hit, too, and it's killing me. Go ahead. Sorry so uh, my daughter uh, now only gets around by Uber and Lyft because it was cheaper to do that than to pay the cost of auto insurance for her and the cost of maintaining a vehicle for her to drive. And, I mean, hmm. it, you're looking at, with her having a moving violation and an accident, uh, your insurer is not going to give you happy news at all. Yeah. And, and with I'm your 16-year-old. Go ahead. Yeah, if I tried to shop it, I guess my rates would just be just as high or better. I mean, I like the insurance company I'm with. It's one you recommend, so I, I hate to take her off of it. I have to max everything out because I have an umbrella policy, too. So that was actually affected a little bit by her, too. Sure. And so my um, my daughter, when she first got her license, increased our insurance costs. I'm going by memory, but it was around four thousand four hundred dollars a year extra. <laughs> yeah, she's at um, she's at two thousand a year. My son's at twenty two hundred a year, and then uh, between my wife and I, we're at around sixty five hundred a year. So. Your 16-year-old, how important is driving to your 16-year-old? Your 16-year-old should be moving around by Uber and Lyft instead. Well, that might be a point. I promised him a car if he'd get a job when it, when he turned 16. So he got a job and now he has a car. And <laughs> I hate to pull it back from him. Sure. Um, yeah. The, the good I, news, a lot of teenagers don't like driving. Very different from the era I came up in. Yeah, that's a lot of his friends. It's funny. So uh, he couldn't wait to start. What about liability issues of her having, of her being on my insurance? Does that ever go, can that ever transfer to me if she was in an accident or something? Yes. So if she is fully your dependent, even if you kick her off and she's on her own insurance, it is potentially possible that if she were found liable in an accident, 
as a dependent, uh, depending on your state, you may wow. find that that you are someone that that the other side's going after. Got it. Got it. And my and, wife and said, "Well, if we is, were paying the the premiums. We might be liable anyway." So go exactly. Ahead. So this is one of those things, you know, uh, younger drivers tend to have a higher accident rate, and so the risk level is higher, the premiums are higher, and then once something happens, then it's even a bigger issue. So I, I don't have an easy answer for you. In most situations, it's still cheaper to have her on your own insurance, though, than to kick her out to have her own independent policy and vehicle. So it's just one of those times of life that is really costly having a kid. Today's Clark-rageous moment is like a steady drumbeat of scams that I've had to share with you as people have tried to get decent returns on their money and ended up in the clutches of scammers or Ponzi schemes. Scams. Rip-offs, outrages. It's a Clark Regis moment. This is one that is no longer an alleged Ponzi scheme. It is a Ponzi scheme because now perpetrators have pled guilty, face 20 years in prison. The defendants from Texas and Maryland conned people into giving them more than a third of a billion dollars individual investors from very uh, small amounts of money to larger sums were convinced by the perpetrators of this Ponzi scheme that they were investing in a lending operation for student loans, credit card debt receivables, car loans, any of a number of loan products that they were going to get a way above average market return over what they could earn in bank savings or CDs. So the promise was one of really nice returns on money. The truth was that the money was not going to these investments in consumer debt. What they were actually going to was for the defendants to buy, well, now convicted, to buy diamonds and other jewelry, private jet, resort homes in multiple states, Ferraris, Porsches, Rolls Royces, 25 million of the more than third of a billion dollars was lost gambling in Vegas, according to the Washington Post. So the promise is one that I deal with a lot. Like I had a a call the other day from somebody who had been pitched something that was a private placement, that was an opportunity to invest in alternative investments with no normal disclosure because the gentleman calling had met the standards of being a qualified investor. That's another way of saying you're a sitting duck because very little has to be disclosed to you, and you're buying into an investment based on faith of the promoters. You don't have protections like you might expect as an investor. These people who put in the more than third a billion dollars 
are out, most of it likely. And all they thought was they were investing in something that was going to give them a nice return on their money. I want you to know that not every time somebody comes to you with a pitch for a private investment is it going to be phony. But know that the greatest abuses and the greatest sorts of fraud, sources of fraud in investing are very heavily in private investments geared towards quote-unquote qualified investors. It's your money. You worked hard for it. You don't want to lose it. Be careful anytime somebody says, hey, we're going to give you a much bigger return than's available to mere mortals. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to keep more of what you make. And our main website, Clark.com, if you have a question for me, go to Clark.com ask. You can post your question there. We have multiple ways to serve you and give you the information or advice or answers you're looking for. If you specifically want to try to get a chance to talk with me, you'll see a box you can check for that. So... There's been a lot of fuss about pharmaceutical companies raising the prices of medicines higher and higher and higher. And it's like a game of roulette when you go to fill a prescription because a lot of times prescriptions will be extremely inexpensive. And then other times, for no apparent reason, they'll be very costly. And a a lot of what's been happening with prescription drugs has been where pharmaceutical companies will really mistreat people who must have their medicine to stay alive. People who are taking maintenance medications have become a real target for the pharmaceutical industry to exploit. And there's been a lot of complaining going on about the pharmaceutical industry ripping off diabetics and running the prices up so high that a lot of diabetics are now having to go without their medicine. Well, there's been so much focus on this that now one of the nation's insurers has decided to get in front of that, and Cigna now is launching a program that caps the monthly cost for out-of-pocket expenses for insulin at 25 a month. And you're going to see more publicity surrounding this is as people's outrage really gets to a a point a tipping point if you will and people are like this has to stop the pharmaceutical industry has had a bad reputation it's deserved for taking meds that a population depends on to stay alive And using that dependence as a way to maximize profits and put people in a position where they have to choose between poverty or death. And that that is just absolutely appalling. And I wanted to say something else. There's a new report that just came out from Kaiser Health News, which has nothing to do with Kaiser Permanente, although they share that name. I think they have roots they go way back that were common, but it is a research organization and a medical journalist, and they've done a study of these websites that have become more popular for individuals to shop for health coverage. And 
they found that these websites that you might find if you did a Google search for health insurance or individual health insurance, that the websites are lying to people shopping for policies. And those are my words, not theirs, lying. But if you read through uh, their journalistic writing, that's what it means. So the results that you'll see when you put in your age and other information are being stacked in favor of plans that pay very high commissions. Also, a lot of the plans that, let's say you've just turned 26 and you're being booted from your parents' insurance or you are changing jobs and there's a period of time you need to cover, well, uh, the problem is a lot of these policies don't cover any pre-existing conditions and have very tight limits on other coverage. The premiums may seem good, but the quality of the coverage is garbage. So a lot of times if you are not high income, and a lot of people in their 20s are not high income, you will qualify for a subsidy on what's known as a compliant policy, one that does not exclude any pre-existing conditions and does not have limits on coverages in the plans. And so if you are normally healthcare.gov, you can only enroll during open enrollment period, which is in the fall. But if you've had a change of circumstance, you can enroll at other times and get a real plan. So if you need coverage, go to healthcare.gov. With the subsidies, your plan may actually be free. And that's where you should buy instead of these fake platforms that supposedly comparison shop but steer you towards coverage that is really pretty lame and excludes so much of what you might need to have covered. Mark is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Mark. How you doing? I'm doing great, Clark. Greetings from the last frontier. All right. So we're in Alaska, I guess. We are, in fact. Although, you know, when you're in a metropolis of 300,000 people, I don't know how you can call it a frontier or not. But, you know, I was born here. I don't know any better. <laughs> so an Anchorage well, I, man, I, huh? Yes, I indeed. So first I have to say, I got, I got a buddy who I work with who's a big fan of yours. and He's always saying, that Clark Howard guy, if he wasn't a man, I'd marry him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Anyway, I was reading uh, a uh, tech blog article thing on uh, personal information security, and it had a section on credit freezing. And it said other than the big three uh, credit bureaus, there are also a little, there are three smaller ones. And he totally recommended that you freeze all of them. And I go, oh, man, that's kind of another pain in the keister. I think I'll ask Clark, do I really need to go after these littler three credit agencies? All right. So you can uh, do the others, but once you get started with the minor uh, credit agencies that you can freeze your credit with, they actually number, I think, to a couple of hundred. Oh, my gosh. And so you can't prevent every problem at all. But most of what you might need to worry about are going to be with the big three. Now, in recent years, a lot of people now look at it as kind of three plus one. There's another one called uh, Innovus, 
I think right. is how it said. And one of them. And so people will ask me about Anovis, and they occasionally will come on my radar. And if you want to do it, you can. You'll probably never, once you've frozen it, you'll probably never have to thaw it. Okay. And then there are more minor ones. Like there's one of them that has come up as a problem just a couple of times on our show that cell phone companies often use a specialty bureau that I can't remember the name of it right now. Maybe Joel will remember, producer Joel. But there's one that they'll check, and if you haven't frozen that one, and a criminal's impersonating you at a cell phone store or with a cell phone carrier, they might be able to get through pretending to be you and get service or get a fancy phone because that bureau is not frozen. But, uh, you know, you can go on, and I mean, there's one after another after another that you can go through freezing. But if you've done the big three, I'm happy with that. Well, if you're happy, I'm happy. So there we go. And the time may come that there will be an area that becomes a big source of identity theft problems that will require that I amend that and say, well, you ought to do this one, you ought to do that one. But I don't want people to shut down and feel like, well, I, I thought I'd done enough, but I really haven't. I don't want people to feel that way. And that's why I don't dwell a lot on the more minor bureaus. Don't want to, Don't really want to make a second job of just trying to protect your information. Right. And someday we will have new, better ways to protect our identity on the Internet, to protect our identity in everyday life. We're just not quite there yet. Harry's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Harry. Hey, hi, Clark. What's going on, Harry? Hey, I first want to thank you and your staff for all that you do for us. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Hey, I've been given an option in my recent job search that I've never had before. It has to do with the interview process. I have the choice to pick an interview uh, interview time between two different days, and each day has several different time slots. So what I want to know, is there a better time to choose um, to take my interview, like either the first one or in the middle or towards the end? I don't know that there is any magic. This was a question that came up quite often during the Great Recession when people would be interviewing for a job and would ask me, do you want to be an early interview? Do you want to be the late or last one? And it's too random. Uh, a lot of times also, you don't know if when you're interviewing for a job, if it's just window dressing and the job is already what they call wired. Right. Um, but there, there is a story that I remember reading a while back that said you want to have an interview mid-morning is the best time of day where you're going to have the best energy from an interviewer just because the natural rhythms of how our bodies and minds work. And I don't know if there's any science behind that, but if there is, it would be like 10, 11 o'clock would be uh, maybe the ideal time to select as your interview time. Well, that makes sense. I mean, as the day goes on, you know, the, the more you're looking forward to it being over. So I would imagine, <laughs> and when you first I would imagine, when you first get there, particularly if you live in a place with traffic, 
the interviewer's right. not going to be in the best spirits either. So, yeah. Well, good. I've been reading uh, through the interview articles on your website and found them very, very helpful. I thank you for those. Oh, I'm so glad. You know, and it's funny, your question is something that we were getting several a day back in 09, 10, 11. And it's funny how things go in cycles. Where yeah, that's interesting. The job market was such a brutal experience for people for multiple years. And people just don't ask me those kind of questions like this much anymore but I, well, thank I, you I, I i appreciate your help on that and um and your suggestion and i wish you great luck with the process well thanks clark have a great day you too bye and tammy is with us on the clark howard show hello tammy hi clark it's such an honor to speak with you great to have you here tammy you have uh question for me that I get I get your question you know comparing a couple of times a year and it's a very important question most people don't think about great well what I, I use a franchise housekeeping service and the woman who does my housekeeping she's been doing it for 12 years and she wants to go out on her own because she makes this piddly salary and doesn't get paid any vacation or benefits no sick time and I really want to support her you know, by hiring her directly, because I could save some money by paying her less than I pay the service. The problem is that she's not bonded or insured as an independent housekeeper. And so I'm not sure what I can do to protect both of us in case something happens, like when she's in my home or traveling to my home. I don't know where my liability starts and stops. So in that case, your liability really starts when she steps on your property. And the risk is, if she were to be injured at your property or if she ever brings uh, an employee along with her and they get injured if they don't have proper insurance then you're the one who ends up potentially a defendant foot in the bill for whatever happened okay right and your homeowner's insurance liability is really what ends up potentially getting involved if there's a major thing is there anything i can do to maybe help her get something set up for herself that is it so that she's not dependent on her customers you are really sweet that is a really sweet thought i i think that's a place where you should probably stay out of that particularly because since you've been a customer of the service she's leaving you don't want in any way to look like you are the instigator and you know you don't know if she could end up being in any dispute with them about leaving and going out on her own Okay. And so I would recommend that you that you not get involved in that. But if okay, you, is there an insurance waiver or policy that I could get to cover like anybody who comes to my house, even if it's just a handyman or somebody who may not be no, that's what your enough? homeowner's insurance liability is for. And if you have a lot of assets, a lot of money, you want to yeah. add on top of it an umbrella insurance policy. Otherwise, it's going to be a rare circumstance where number one, somebody does get hurt at your property. And number sure. two, where it's something that ends up being a situation that your insurer has to be brought into it. I mean, you know, you I, I know I'm supposed me. to. I know you trained me not to put stuff on my homeowner's insurance. So. Right. But this is a case where if somebody did get hurt, they file a suit against you. You're then defended by your insurer. And that's what insurance is for, is when the chips are really down And that would be a circumstance like that. But again, remember, it's very rare somebody's going to come into your property 
and they're going to get hurt. The bonding is more if somebody were to steal from you. This is somebody you you trust and you're comfortable with, so I'm not going to worry so much about that with you. It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post a question for me at clark.com slash ask. In this case, producer Joel is asking your question for you. Clark, Dan wrote in, he says, is it safe to pay a bill through company apps or through a utilities app on a smartphone? Well, it's safe to do that. You can do that, but my preference is that you not pay through their platforms because normally in the terms of service, you will be waiving certain rights under what's known as ACH, Automated Clearinghouse. It's much safer for you to pay a bill through electronic bill pay unless you are paying through an app on a credit card. That is a safer way for you to pay using a company's app than it is to give them access to your checking account where you put down your checking account transit numbers. There are very heavy um, privileges that businesses reserve for themselves through ACH. In fact, allowing themselves in many cases to come and get money from you without you having given permission at a future time. Yeah, Clark, Don said, I've heard several realtors promoting uh, getting an all-cash offer for your house as is. They said there are no fees. Well, there's no free lunch. To make a living, they must be offering substantially less than the houses are worth. What is your take on these type of alternative real estate websites? Okay, so what we're talking about are, I assume, are OfferPad and Knock, and there are a bunch of these now that will actually make an offer to you, buy your house from you, have you get out, and they feel they can market your house much better without you there. You get the certainty of a sale. You have to determine based on what things have sold for in your neighborhood if the offer from them is good enough that it makes sense to have the certainty and just get out. So get offers from all the ones that serve your area and then make that decision. I've got information on various of those companies on Clark.com. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.